This is the 24th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio magazine podcast. Ear to the Ground features interviews and field reports related to sustainable agriculture, family farming, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm your host, Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. What happens when a farm tries to diversify out of just raising one or two row crops into a system that utilizes perennial plants such as grass, hay forage, and trees? Well, there's no doubt that the environment improves. Studies and anecdotal evidence shows that getting more plant cover on the land year-round cuts soil erosion, improves water quality, and provides wildlife habitat. But the economic impacts on a farm can be a whole different ballgame. The federal government pays farmers to produce a handful of commodities such as corn and soybeans. When producers try to diversify, they lose government payments. This can be a major disincentive for transitioning into sustainable systems. That's why the Conservation Security Program is such a significant shift in farm policy. Called CSP for short, this initiative rewards farmers for putting in place diverse production systems that improve the environment. Created by the 2002 Farm Bill, CSP has never really gotten completely off the ground due to funding cuts and the USDA's reluctance to fully support it. However, in the few short years that it has been implemented, The program has already provided critical economic and moral support for farmers who are practicing good stewardship and showing real results. Greg and Kathy Cater are two of those farmers. The Northeast Iowa couple produces beef, lamb, and goats on some 700 acres of very steep Northeast Iowa land. They do it all on a grass using managed rotational grazing. The Caters transitioned out of row crops in the 1980s and were immediately penalized for not raising program crops like corn. However, they continued to work toward a grass-based system because they felt it was the right thing to do environmentally and economically. During the spring of 2006, the Cater family qualified for Tier 3 of the Conservation Security Program. That's the highest level of CSP qualification, and it marks a significant change in how the government views their operation. Instead of being penalized for not raising row crops on a highly erosive land, the Caters are being rewarded for building the soil with grass and other perennials. The family recently hosted a field day to demonstrate their organic grazing system and to discuss the conservation security program. Afterwards, Greg took some time out to talk with me about their operation and what they are doing to make it sustainable for the land and their family. He also talked about what CSP means for farmers who have often felt like second-class citizens when it comes to USDA programs. Uh, Greg, can you give us a little bit of background on your farm here? You were cropping... You were a row crop operation for many years, and then, was it 20 years or so ago, you started converting to grazing? And uh, describe maybe why you did that and what, uh, also how that was a little bit frustrating, because when you do that, you give up uh, the commodity payments, and, and that can be, it's not just a matter of converting from one system to another. It was, uh, you lost some some, uh, some income because of that. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've been farming here. Uh, well, I guess I've been on the ground for 54 years here, but um, farmed with my folks and then started on my own in '76 and farmed pretty conventionally. A lot of heavy heavy chemical use. We did rotate crops and that sort of thing, but uh, used a lot of chemicals. And then, uh, oh, my mother and father, uh, who had gone through some of the post World War II chemical usage. Uh, realized what it was doing to uh, their health and our health and the environment and put some pressure on me to change and uh, through an opportunity with Land Stewardship Project we took a holistic resource management course in uh, St. Charles, Minnesota and really changed uh, our outlook and our entire operation 
and uh, basically uh, quit growing row crop in 83 and haven't done any tillage of any sort since 1985 and quit using chemicals in 1985. Um, it did, uh, of course, you know, we had a crop base build up uh, at that point in time and um, I'm not sure what the formula is but as you don't grow any crop every year when you certify they whittle your base and and over the course of eight to ten years our base have been whittled to just about zero so our uh, our our crop subsidy payments were uh, you know less than twelve hundred dollars a year for uh, considerably over 500 acres and um, now, of course, with CSP and, and uh, our acceptance into Tier 3 of that uh, program, um, we're going to be looking at uh, you know $25,000 plus on an annual basis, so that's quite a change. Yeah, and can you just describe some of the things that when you applied to the CSP program, what they liked about, the, Tier 3 is the highest tier you can get into, so it's very, it's uh it's a very good uh, uh, sign of what you're doing on the farm. But what was it that they particularly liked about what some of the things you were doing? Well, with the, our, our grazing program, of course, is the basis for, for getting the Tier 3. But then the uh, enhancements, uh, some of the wildlife benefits, the erosion benefits, our field windbreaks, uh, uh, some of our settling ponds, our ponds in general, uh, how we treat our ponds, uh, keep cattle out of the ponds, the uh, canopied forests that aren't grazed, uh, all that uh, water line and, and uh, the grazing animal impact that's reduced by not having cattle walking for water, um, all those sort of things uh, are even to our uh, well locations and uh, fuel storage and the amount of fuel that we use and uh, uh, everything that we've been doing uh, just basically on our own and to cut costs and to improve the environment was was just a real natural fit for uh, CSP. Um, it was real easy for us. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that some of the organic farmers in this watershed that that you know put some crop in and stir the soil didn't make it in and uh, I think some of those changes need to be made at some point in time but uh, for us it was it was a natural. Can you give a little back? This area here is in northeast Iowa, and it's that got that karst geology, which can be very, very vulnerable as far as groundwater and contamination. And then your land looks like a fair bit of it probably qualifies for being highly erodible. Can you just give a little background? This kind of has a history of having some ero some erosion problems and some environmental problems in this area. Yes, uh, we've got uh, karst topography, uh, a lot of Dubuque soils, some Fayette soils, and of course our very best would be Downs and a few Tama soils, but anytime you get into Fayette and Dubuque soils, you're talking a matter of uh, uh, maybe two or, or even less uh, feet of soil. That's topsoil and subsoil before you hit limestone rock. And, and the limestone rock, uh, despite what most people think, is is just it's just a sieve there's there's no filtration there's no water retention once that water soaks through that little bit of, of topsoil it's right in the water supply and then to top that off we've got uh, the sinkholes which are are sort of a direct conduit from uh, surface water right to our water supply so that those factors uh, uh, combine to to make this a, a fragile area for for cropping and and for for people's health, uh, livestock health, and uh, we've just uh, 
through making the change that we had over the years, we feel we really contributed to overall water quality and environmental quality in the area. We uh, had some discussion about a watershed um, a section of our land that lays in the Snymagill watershed towards the top of the watershed, but it catches a lot of conventionally cropped ground runoff that runs down through that. And um, uh, not too long before we acquired this ground, it was open ditch, and uh, through proper grazing and, and proper management, we've we've healed the ditch, and we've uh, we've built the organic matter, the soils uh, on this location and quite a few other locations on our farm from less than one or one and a half percent organic matter to in some cases over five and uh, we feel that <clears throat> through that building of organic matter and uh, forage that we're able to maintain in those waterways we slow that water up enough that uh, we we actually filter uh, we take sediment out of the water as well as the farm chemical that's in that sediment and in the water and at one time we think that most of that uh, sediment and, and chemical passed right on through our farm into uh, Snymer Gill, which is a clean water trout stream. And now at this point in time, uh, we're doing a real good job of filtering that water and, and putting water, clean water out of our farm. Uh, we have some concerns about uh, where that chemical's ending up in our farm and, and what its you know overall impact is going to be in our organic production here. But uh, we feel that the location of our, of our ground in this situation and uh, the uh, production methods that we're using, the rotational grazing has a huge positive impact on uh, on the environment and uh, I guess uh, we feel that justifies our getting our CSP payment. Sounds like you feel pretty good about what, how you're treating the land. Well, you know, you, you hate to toot your own horn, but uh, the, the, as they say, the, the check's in the mail, so I, I guess that's 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 you know proof, but uh, no, it's really nice to be rewarded for for something that uh, you felt was right all along, and and have been doing it all along, and 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 get some acknowledgement for it. We own uh, 500 plus acres grazing acres, and then uh, with what we rent, we probably manage another 238 grazing acres, so you know 700 plus acres. Um, we do custom heifer development for other people and those numbers will run anywhere from 300 to 500 head per year and then we own a stock cow herd of our own of about 70 head and we run some yearlings uh, maybe 100 to 150 head uh, sometimes a little more than that and then uh, these 200 uh, yos uh, sheep and then uh, my boy raises some goats and I've got just a handful of goats uh, meat goats and then he does uh, some uh, chicken uh, broilers in the chicken tractor system. Uh, my oldest boy uh, married and uh, has a little boy coming two years old. Uh, graduate of uh, Utah State Animal Science Program. And my second son, a graduate of uh, U of I Business and Economics. And my daughter, 16 in high school, going to be a junior this year. And uh, they're all interested in what we're doing here at the farm and, and big participants and and big proponents of what we're doing. So it, it kind of makes it all worthwhile if you can look back at that. It's one thing to take care of the land, but to know that maybe it'll be taken care of in the future must be very uh, very satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. The, the way of life, you know, uh, we may work hard and may not 
have huge incomes, but you can't beat the lifestyle and, and uh, things continue in the right path. Why uh, it's great to uh, you know to realize that I'm the third generation here, and there could be the fourth and fifth, and and uh, that they could do it all uh, while building building uh, the farm, build building the soil, and 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 not degrading the environment. For more on the Conservation Security Program, see www.landstewardshipproject.org backslash programs underscore csp dot html. That's www.landstewardshipproject.org backslash programs underscore csp dot html. There you'll find fact sheets and articles about CSP. You can read more about farmers who have qualified for CSP in our July, August, September 2005 issue of the Land Stewardship Letter. To download a PDF version of the article, go to our CSP page and scroll down to Conservation Security Program News. For more on how the Land Stewardship Project is working to strengthen CSP in the 2007 Farm Bill, call 612-722-6377. That's 612-722-6377. Send your comments and suggestions about this podcast to me, Brian DeVore, at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org. You can also call me at 612-729-6294. A special thank you goes out to Laura Borgendale, a western Minnesota musician who provided Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a very special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member and would like to support us, Go to landstewardshipproject.org to learn how to join LSP. Thanks for listening.